What's going on, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode of True Story, bro. We are a new podcast. Uh, we're going to be focusing on some current events, some true stories, uh, just some really cool stuff, things that we find interesting. We're going to try to do this once a week, uh, but enough about us telling you the outline of this thing. My name is Blake. I am one of your hosts, and I'm here with Brandon, my co-host. Brandon, what's going on? How's it going? How's it going? Oh, man, you know, we're just doing this thing. I hope uh-huh. everyone is uh, is ready for what we got going on. This is going to be kind of a, a trial run first episode. Uh, but, you know, I think, I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, and Yeah, so a big know, part about this first episode, you know, is uh, if you're listening to this first episode, it means you're a trusted individual. And we... Uh, we definitely want some good feedback and stuff like that on, uh, you know, how we can improve moving forward and stuff like that and make it more interesting for you guys. Yeah, and I mean, we got some really cool things in the pipeline, too. Like, we've got this Instagram that we're going to set up, so we're going to be able to share some of these stories and stuff uh, that we're going to talk about. I think it's going to be a really cool situation. We're going to try to keep it kind of concise. Uh, that way, you know, I know people have a lot of things going on, so... You know, we may talk about one or two, maybe three stories, something like that, uh, and, and keep it moving. So without any further ado, I say we go ahead and get started. What yeah, let's think? get right on into it. Let's jump in. Let's jump in. What well, we got out first? One of the things that I want to talk about, and this is something that I feel like people have had a lot of mixed feelings about, Okay, uh, is that new Bo Burnham special. Oh, the Bo Burnham special on Netflix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it released, I think, May 30th. It's called Inside. Uh, For the people who are listening who don't really know who Bo Burnham is, he is a stand-up. He got started, I want to say, early 2000s on YouTube, actually. He was kind of making these, uh, not not necessarily parody songs, but these kind of tongue-in-cheek songs. Mm -hmm. uh, And just went viral uh, and from there he kind of built this stand-up career he had these different specials where you know he's playing the piano and singing uh, and a lot of really funny stuff I mean looking back there's definitely some offensive things but I, I mean I think that that's kind of par for the course for a comedian um, oh yeah for but sure. he actually he stopped doing live comedy in 20 I think 2015 2016 he was kind of having this declining mental health. Uh, he explains he was having uh, panic attacks on stage, so he decided to stop doing live comedy. And in January 2020, he had decided that he was going to start performing again. And the pandemic hit, so he actually kind of utilized that time to create this special. And the special takes place over the course of kind of the lockdown in the pandemic. Um, and you kind of, I mean, you get this view inside what his life was like during lockdown, right? So, I mean, you have this thing that is, you know, same parts funny as it is, you know, kind of eye-opening and convicting. I mean, yeah, it's very deep uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit here in just a little bit but 
you know, first, did you watch it? Have yeah, yeah, yeah. It? I saw, so I went into it, and uh, believe it or not, I actually at, at first didn't realize, you know, it was kind of a musical, you know, knowing that he's kind of famous for that. Um, I kind of thought originally that it was going to be something along the lines of like a stand up routine, um, you know, so it, it, was, it was a pleasant surprise. I'm not necessarily saying it was a bad thing, in my opinion. Um, I, I do think. You know, it was. It, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it was. There, it was a little much as far as you know, just the consistent sounds and stuff like that. But um, knowing the backstory of them and all that other good stuff, and and knowing that you know, it gives them panic attacks being on stage, stuff like that, and then you know, being on the inside with the whole thing with COVID going on, with the whole quarantine, and you know, that kind of theme going on. Um, it, it actually wasn't bad. It gave me a lot of really good laughs. Um, you know, Bo Burnham is a. Uh, He's definitely self-made. He's uh, he's very he's very funny. He's very uh, smooth. Like the lyrics that he uses in his songs and everything are, are very concise, very funny. Um, you know, so I, I definitely do think it is it's it's worth going to give it a check out. You know, especially if you don't know who he is or whatever the case is. Um, his new special on Netflix is uh is, is pretty good. What what do you think about it? What was your overall thoughts on the the special as a whole? Well, I mean, I, I think it kind of follows, you know. Like I said, I it par for the course is really the words that come to mind. I mean, I know I've said it before in in talking about this, but again, Bo Burnham's comedy is kind of this <clears throat> brand of self aware comedy, right? So there, in the past, he'll talk about his own shortcomings. So you know, he kind of makes jokes at his own expense at times, and he explains mm-hmm. in this special that sometimes he does things like that to get ahead of criticism right so if he he said you know if i criticize myself for these things it might make me look like less of a douchebag Mm -hmm. um and he talks about having this need to feel intelligent for his songs and stuff to have this deeper meaning for people to be able to kind of dissect it and take away different things uh, and that's exactly what I got out of it. So to circle back around, that's what I thought about it. Um, I thought that it was something that was incredibly deep. So like the first time I watched it, I actually texted my friend. I was like, dude, this new Bo Burnham special is depressing. Like it <laughs> it, it kind of left me feeling like, man, this I, I was kind of sad for Bo Burnham, right? He's going through all this stuff while in lockdown. Yeah, and, and, especially, and especially for him being – a comedian you know what i mean like to you know it, it kind of takes me back to uh and, and i know it sounds bad you know r.i.p robin williams but you know if you think about it you know robin williams great great comedian you know yeah, just, sure. just fantastic but you know he he dealt with manic depression you know like he he might have been funny on stage and stuff like that but then behind the scenes you know he was like really really depressed and, and to see like bo burnham like another um kind of like what you're saying you know to see another comedian you know, just kind of have that same like depressing demeanor to it. Like when you listen to it, you know, without knowing any of the backstory that you get here on True Story, bro. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's funny, right? Whenever I first started watching it, it, it was hilarious. You know, just the lyrics that he said and stuff like that. But when you do a little deeper dive into it, it makes you think. You know, what what is he really struggling with? You know, if you really pay attention to why he's doing what he's doing and stuff like that, it really makes you kind of think about it. Well, yeah, and, and so, like, one of the things that I thought was it kind of reached out and grabbed me was, for me, you know, Bo Burnham has been kind of this father of the internet kind of situation, right? Right, uh, right, For right. a lot of people our age, they probably feel the same way. And, 
he kind of puts the internet on trial. You know, he, he talks about the fact that the pandemic was this convenient thing for the powers oh. that be to push this digital existence, right? So a lot of the songs fit that narrative. Like he's got the sexting song where, you know, right. sexual interaction is taking place over this digital format now and he mm. has this bit where he's in the room and he's casting this kind of outdoor scenery behind him uh and talking about how we only need to venture outside in the same way that we would venture to the coal mine to get what we need and then come back to shelter uh because person to person tactile interaction is is dangerous uh, and we're not willing to take that risk anymore. So I, you know, I think it's interesting to see this guy who was made on the internet, um, you know, kind of not, not renounce, but talk about these pitfalls yeah. of this digital existence, uh, you know, all while creating this <laughs> digital thing that people are going to watch exclusively digitally. So I felt that it was, kind of eye-opening I, you know I, I think it was genius the more i watch it the more i feel like i get it um so that i would just recommend that if anybody out there is interested in it to watch it with an open mind uh yeah and, you for know, sure if you if you don't understand it the first time or you don't get it or you feel like you don't like it the first time i would recommend watching it again because that for me that's what did it the second time around i was like okay mm. i I get this. Like, there were moments that I laugh so hard, right? When he's talking about white woman's Instagrams, and yeah. the, the camera lens even closes into this Instagram <laughs> format. Dude, it had me laughing so hard. He's talking about the latte foam art and all these yeah. different pictures and stuff, bro. It's very relatable. A hundred percent, dude. White women take those pictures on the daily. On the daily basis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely recommend it. It is, it's great. It's, it's, it really is good. And, and uh, you know, kind of, tra kind of transition. Um, you know, speaking of YouTubers and stuff like that. Um, obviously, we just got past a pretty main event with, uh, you know, the money team of Floyd Mayweather and uh, you know, Logan Paul and stuff like that. A lot of people are saying that, you know, that fight was fixed and that, you know, there's video evidence of of Logan getting knocked out and. And, you know, Floyd holding them up and saying they got to make it through six rounds for them both to get the money and, you know, and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, like, what, what are your honest thoughts about the Paul brothers going into, um, you know, just just going into this boxing world, just going from, like, being famous on, like, Vine and YouTube and stuff like that, and then just just out of nowhere calling out, you know, these retired MMA fighters and, like, all this other stuff and, and wanting to box them. And, uh, you know, then then calling out arguably one of the greatest boxers that's ever lived, Floyd Mayweather, um, you know, calling, you know, Logan calling him out and stuff like that, and, and Jake doing his whole thing and stuff like that. What, what are your overall thoughts on the, on the Paul brothers and the whole boxing scene? You know, as someone who follows, I follow more MMA than I do boxing, but, you know, I have a, I would say at least a, a decent following of combat sports, right? So I understand it pretty well. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, uh, there's a part of me that's like, these guys don't belong. Like, I, I'd like to see them, you know, kind of get their comeuppance. But 
at the same time, I'm like, man, get that money. You know what I mean? So I mean, you got a the, you got a solid point. I think I think Floyd. I think uh, you know, whenever he he was saying in that interview the other day, it's like you know his his can't his kids like can't live off of legacy. You got to get that money. You know, and he's like, he's, you know, TMT, the money team, you know what I mean? So I truly feel like that, uh, that Floyd is as lavishly as he lives and, you know, high budget and high maintenance and stuff like that. I, I feel like he keeps coming out of retirement, not because he knows that he's, you know, you know, going to put his record in jeopardy against some no name people and stuff like that. But ultimately he is a big name, you know what I mean? And whenever you bring in somebody like a Logan Paul or something like that, and, and you put them against each other in the boxing ring. You know, of course, people are going to get paid just a shitload. I mean, he got paid so much. He's got more money than he'll ever know what to do with. But his lifestyle depends on it. You know what I mean? So I, I personally think out of the two boxers, I feel like uh, Logan is a little more humble. But I feel like Jake is actually, I, I feel like Jake has has a skill a little bit more. However, even though Tyron Woodley, um, you know, that upcoming fight with Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley, um, even though... Tyron Woodley's lost the last, like, three of his, I believe, three of his fights, his last three fights or something like that. That's an mm-hmm. MMA, you know. Tyron Woodley, man, he can swing. I mean, he can stand up. He can uh, he can box. He's got some boxing skill, um, you know. And uh, I, I really think that, uh, that Jake is going to have the this – this will be the very first time he's fighting an active fighter, like somebody that is doing it for a living as of today. And, uh, you know, he's going to be stepping in the boxing ring with him and, and – uh, I think once I feel I strongly feel that once Jake loses, whenever he fights somebody like Tyron Woodley, because I, I truly think I mean my money's on Tyron Woodley. I mean, he, he can take a hit. Don't get me wrong, Jake can too. But uh, you know, I just I don't think Jake has the the experience and the know how to to finish a fight like like Tyron Woodley does. I mean, Tyron Woodley he's got some power in his fists, you know, and uh, I, I truly think that once Jake kind of gets woken up from it and he realizes that you know he he's you know take logan for example he was kind of in the same boat and he fought somebody of real caliber and he he was humbled by it you know whereas jake is just trying to make a big joke about it i mean he's getting that money bro don't get me wrong i mean they're i mean they're way richer than i'll ever fucking be but at the same time it's like i i don't know what what do you think like you think uh you think jake actually stands a chance well Okay, number one, I want to go back and let you know that I was impressed with Logan Paul. Um, okay. I, you know, obviously he was the bigger guy, but the guy has next to no experience fighting. So he was, I mean, he was a wrestler. I think he was a very good wrestler, as a matter of fact. But, you know, besides that KSI fight, I mean, the guy has almost no experience boxing certainly no experience of boxing anyone even close to floyd mayweather caliber that's true and floyd is old but floyd is still floyd uh and i thought that logan did a pretty good job of frustrating floyd like tying him up you know he he refused to play floyd's game and kind of made floyd play his i was impressed uh, okay. If 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 Logan fought a guy as big as him, he would for sure get knocked out. But I mean, it was an exhibition, and I that's I true. Was impressed, and uh, you know, it was, dude. And let me tell you something else. I was absolutely blown away by the boxing team 
just drooling all over Floyd the entire time. So they would give Logan zero credit, and they would just talk about how Logan was going to get knocked out, how Floyd is this awesome boxer who's going to come alive and knock him out and all that stuff. It was like, I was like, are we watching the same fight? Because I'm not seeing these impressive things you're talking about. Um, well, you, you, you know that, but, uh, that Floyd called out and said that, uh, to give him Tyron Woodley, he said, give me Tyron Woodley. Let me train him for the Jake Paul fight. Did you see that? Well, and I'll touch on that, but number one is dead. MMA is where it's at. Boxing is dead. I mean, dude, you go back, you look at the triple G, uh, Canelo fight. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm just. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, I mean, if if they really want, I mean, right now, probably the two, arguably the two biggest names in current boxing are going to be Canelo and Ryan Garcia. Now, if you take Jake Paul fighting one of those two, and Jake Paul holds his own, then he'll have my respect. But you know, <laughs> yeah, ben, but I ben, mean, he's not. That that's exactly. Not, he, he knows better. That's the thing. So, who is Jake Paul fought? Jake Paul fought Nate Robinson. Right, he fought yeah. Ben Askren, and Ben Askren looking it, like man, he been he been just chowing down on them ho hos, like <laughs> you know, just ben kicking Askren back got... with a couple of bush lights and shit, <laughs> just <laughs> representing the dad bot out here for us. Ben Askren got outboxed by Damian Maya, and that's that's saying something. Yeah, uh, so I knew coming into that fight that things were probably not going to be great, but I, I wasn't expecting for it to be so lopsided. Um, the the thing about the Tyron Woodley fight, so if you went online and you were like, Tyron Woodley highlights, right? So you type that into YouTube, right, you would right. be convinced that this guy was going to murder Jake Paul. Oh, but for the sure. Problem, the problem is that Tyron has been on this steady decline. So even before he fought Kamara Usman, where he lost the title, it was like he was he tore his labrum in the Damian Maya fight, I believe. Um, and it just he wouldn't pull the trigger there, and everybody was kind of like taken aback, right? Everyone was confused by why this guy who was this visual freak of nature, right? I mean, he's just this huge muscle-bound dude. Why he wouldn't just knock somebody out, right? So early in his career, like, bro, he hit Robbie Lawler with that one-hitter quitter. Like, that guy has definitely got the kiss of death, but, like, it just doesn't let it go. So then he fights Kamaru Usman, and Mm -hmm. Kamaru just works him, bro. Like, if the plan was for Tyron to like absorb a lot of shots with his liver, it went exactly. <laughs> Dude, it, I was I was like, bro, where what's going on? It was just like a shell of himself. Since then, he's had a couple of fights, and I can't remember exactly who it is that he's fought. But in every fight, it's like the guy just will not pull the trigger. He used to do this thing where it was like he would just unleash it man and he'd be chasing somebody hitting them across the side of the cage and it's just i haven't seen him do that in a really long time uh and i think a lot of it is mental but i wonder if that's going to 
be his downfall in this fight too, right? So, number right. one, bo- boxing and MMA are two very different things. You know, I feel like I feel like a lot of times you have the MMA guys get a little bit gassed over in boxing because you do have these, you have more rounds. I mean, it's shorter time, but you have these more rounds. There's more of the punch, more of the uh, just straight punching and not so much of the grappling aspect, right? So sometimes you can buy yourself a little bit of time to right, right. do what you need to do, but not so much in boxing. I mean, I guess you can tie each other up. Boxing is boring, but I think if, if you want my prediction on it, give me Jake Paul. I think Jake Paul You think is. Jake Paul's gonna take it? Yeah, I do. Okay. I think Jake's gonna beat Tyron. I just I did I just don't think Tyron's got it anymore. And you know, I I think Tyron could beat me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whoa. Like I don't think I stand a chance against the guy. But I, I think Jake's gonna beat him. And just I don't I don't think he's gonna knock him out. I mean, he might. But I, I kind of right. doubt. I, I think I, I think with boxing, a lot of people think that uh, you know this shit's going to end in a knockout all the time. And, and to be honest with you, like yeah, it's it's exciting and stuff like that. But you know, knockouts happen so much more in MMA than they do in boxing. You know, um, whether yeah. you know they get knocked down, they're just too gassed to get back up and stuff like that. Boxing ultimately will end in either going the distance or just getting knocked down and just not being able to get back up in time and, you know, the ref calling the fight versus somebody just getting knocked the fuck out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, well, and that being said, I, I mean, I, I think it'll be a better fight than most people think. Um, I personally think, um, you know, if Ty, as long as Tyron, um, you know, prepares, you know, proficiently, I, I definitely think uh, Tyron's more athletic um, and can hit angles that Jake doesn't know about. Oh, yeah. Kind of like, you know, I Connor mean, he's can. obviously like more athletic. He's, exactly. I mean, he's but huge. I think, but then again, think about it like with Ben Askren, though. You know, because Ben Askren didn't hardly train at all for this fight because he thought that, you know, he just wanted to go in there. He's like, you're not that good. You know, you fought a washed-up basketball player. Like, I'm just going to go in there and you're beat you. You're not that you. guy. Yeah, yeah, you're not that guy. And then... And then Ben Askren comes in and he gets his ass whooped because he didn't prepare for it. So I'm just if, – if Tyron Woodley does not just assume that it's going to be a cakewalk and he prepares proficiently, then I, I think Tyron will have it. But if he goes in there with hardly any prep, you know, doesn't get a hold of Floyd Mayweather, nothing, and, uh, you know, just, just says, oh, this is going to be really easy, you know, I don't need to do anything. I think he's. I think he's going to be surprised. You know what I mean. But, but that being said, um, you know, we'll definitely start wrapping stuff up. We, uh, you know, we definitely appreciate um, all of you guys for listening to our our first episode of True Story, bro. Um, we appreciate all the feedback and everything from you guys. Um, you know, moving forward, we will, uh, like you said, try to have about an episode per week. Um, we're also going to be starting a series called. Uh, uh, party stories for the boys and uh we're, we might have a couple special guests and stuff like that over this series and and talking about different things and uh you know different crazy stories that have happened and party stories in college and and all this other stuff um but without further ado blake you got anything no i uh i think it was really cool i hope everyone enjoyed it we definitely would appreciate you know any and all feedback uh so that we can 
make this something that's going to be enjoyable for both us and the listeners. So uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, We will be back, I would imagine, within the next week. Um, And so, yeah, that's, Mm -hmm. that's it for me, man. That's it. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Peace out.